You're listening to the Spirit Hunters on the Greenlit Podcast Network. Find out how to join our new Discord group and support the show at patreon.com slash spirithunterpod. Karapika is now drowning in an indescribable emptiness. And welcome to Season 2, Episode 35 of The Spirit Hunters. This is Sarah, Patrick, Joe, Megan, and Hannah will be joining us in another episode. So, last time, shit got serious as the Phantom Troop launched another full-scale attack on the Mafia in, in order to avenge their fallen friend, Ufujin. After orchestrating a requiem of blood and death, Carlo fought head-to-head with Zeno and Silva Zoldic. This week, we'll watch the result of the Phantom Troops' attack, um, witness Karapika's early quarter-life crisis, and see if fortunes really do come true. You better get ready. So, starting with episode 53, Fake and Psyche, uh, aka Feiku de Saiku. I'm I'm half wondering if it was supposed to be fake and psyche, but I guess the fact that like it's psyche rather than psyche probably indicates that it's like psych '90s style. Maybe it looks like yeah. That's what I was thinking. Is like, isn't it psyche? No, I think I think it's psych simply because of what the plot of this episode is. You know, just like oh, the Phantom Troop are dead. Psych. This was originally released in Japan on October twenty eighth, twenty twelve. And the equivalent manga chapters are 100 and 101, which were released in Japan on October 16th, 2000. The equivalent 1999 eps, uh, ep is 62, which was released in Japan on March 31st, 2001, and is the last episode of the original 1999 TV run. Thank fuck. Uh, it's actually gotten good now, which sucks, because like, they got good right when they're about to end. Huh? Isn't that what usually happens, except as long as you're not Game of Thrones, I guess? Yeah, I'm about to say, Game of Thrones is the absolute opposite. They made a trade <laughs> over the course of 19 years, I guess. Fair enough. Yeah, no, I was actually had a huge thing with that, about how un, un, like, unpopular in the pop culture it is now. How it just dropped off the face of the earth, pretty much. You can poison something with its ending, for sure. Uh, even the Sopranos, even as bad as the ending was that, that's still pretty popular. I think there's a lot of people who actually defend the Sopranos ending. Just it's weird. And so it's controversial rather than bad. If everyone unanimous, unanimously agrees things bad, then it won't stick around. If people have strongly divided opinions, it will stick around. Yeah. like Fair enough. Um, I think a good example of like it could be controversial or could be just bad is like the How I Met Your Mother ending. Uh I I know it's a random sitcom, so this is kind of a departure from the show, but like, I don't know. The way that ended, a lot of people were like, I hate the show now. And a lot half the people were like, I don't really care. I still like the bits they did. Yeah, I don't hate the show. I think the ending's fucking stupid, but like, (laughs) I know a lot of people like it simply because it's the fairy tale ending, and that's what like a lot of people were really looking for. No, see, here's the thing I don't think the ending's stupid. Well, because I didn't waste eight years of watching the show, I watched it in like a year. Same. Because I, yeah. But. Um, at the same time, I don't think the ending's bad or stupid. I think it makes the most sense, to be honest, because we spend eight seasons with Robin and Ted being, spoiler alert, assholes, but like, um, 
<laughs> we spent eight seasons with Robin and Ted doing a do they, will they, won't they, even though he calls her Aunt Robin, so it's really dumb. And then they're like, oh, by the way, the mother's dead. And you're like, oh, okay, well, like, that's a bummer. That's sad. But at the same no, time, see, it's like... I, I agree with you that it makes the most sense in terms yeah. of, like, if you accept the mom's death. But it's like the mom's death was set up in order to bring about this ending. And I think the death is dumb. Yeah. <laughs> was this like, a, was this like um, uh, The Sixth Sense then? Except with a sitcom? No, not no. at all. Um, so the mom wasn't just... dead the entire time? Yes, what? actually. Well, yeah. yeah you know I, what? Fuck so it. then fuck it was it. Sixth Sense then. No, but, no. but she's not a ghost. <laughs> she's not a ghost. <laughs> Damn it. That'd be a different show. I wonder if someone's done like weird edits of How I Met Your Mother to make it like other genres, like how people were like editing like The Shining to be rom- a romantic comedy or whatever. I love those. Or like Fifty Shades of Grey to be like... <laughs> Yeah, like, but I mean, I think I heard the worst that coming has to be two and a half men, but just because the guy was still bitter at Charlie. Bad sitcom. Oh, that's just like the worst sitcom ending. Oh, yeah, well, hey, it, debatably. Sorry. Speaking of sitcom endings, um, we've, uh, as people know, I'm a big fan of Laverne and Shirley. Uh, Squiggy from Laverne and Shirley passed away uh, between this recording and our last. So uh, oh. pour one out for a uh, rip legend. Yeah. Up your nose with the rubber hose. Oh damn! He said that. Yeah. Oh, damn. I mean, half the cast yeah. of that show said that. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, man! That, and that Alex was really Trebek, good. guys, Alex Trebek passed away. I forgot. Wait, I, yeah, I, for, I guess that did happen in the intervening time. Holy yeah. shit! God damn it, guys! Twenty twenty, baby. Jeopardy. Uh, I can't believe Harrison Ford died, too. That was messed up. Oh, shut up! <laughs> anyway, watch him die between now and <laughs> when it release. You better start calling me Nostradamus if that's the case. All right, Neon. All right. Well, anyway, this episode, <laughs> Fake and Psych, um, mafia leaders are still gathering for the auction, assured by Neon's fortunes that everything will be fine. Uh, one of the ten Dons announces that the Phantom Troop has been dealt with, but we cut to the Dons and some Aeon Flux shit is happening. Uh, dramatic- what does that mean? Aeon Flux. So, like... Have you guys ever seen Aeon Flux? Oh, no. I love Aeon Flux. That's like one of my favorite MTV shows. There's, well, I guess, maybe, is it Aeon Flux or is it Ghost and Shell? I can't remember. They're but the same a, show. It's, it's, it's basically, basically, it's basically American. Yeah. They got similar vibes. <laughs> yeah. A fly like lands in the lady's eye. Well, she, she catches it in the blink of her eye, right? Or does it just walk on her eye? I can't remember now. Now that I wrote that reference. I now. think it lands <laughs> okay, on her like, eyelashes. <laughs> I, mm, I had written a supplementary note because yeah. I didn't understand that reference, but now I get it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, she does catch it in her eyelashes, right, Tara? Yeah. Yeah. That's Charlize Theron. Fun fact, I've been a fan of Charlize Theron since I was like eight, and I had no idea because she wears a wig and I don't recognize her. <laughs> oh. Oh, did you see the? You ever see the original animated series? No, I've only seen the weird live action with the girl with the hands for feet. Uh, yeah, no, because it was based off the MTV show. It's actually... It actually pretty much is just Ghost in the Shell, essentially. Oh, American. Is it American or French? It's American-made, I believe. Okay. Uh, I probably, I'm probably wrong, but I remember it was big on MTV back in the day, and like it was so popular they made the movie off of it. And the oh. movie wasn't half bad. The Girl I with Hands for movie. Feet is the sequel to The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Yes, it is. Thank you. <laughs> Episode title. <laughs> I thought that was the sequel to Man with the Golden Gun. Yes. Or Gold Member. Anyway, so dramatic music plays, and it confirms. <laughs> <laughs> sorry that alumi has dealt with the tendon so when it like it cuts back and like the dude who was announcing that has like needles in his, the back of his head 
and it's just a loomy chilling there like looking like his like gopher ass dog what do we say he's a gopher or a dog i get to, i get prairie gopher. dog i think is what prairie you're looking dog, for prairie dog prairie dog ass self um, so it turns out Lumi was hired by Crollo, who was only injured, who was only injured in Grandpa's last attack. So didn't kill him. They're just kind of taking out the rubble like it's no big deal. But they like they all agree to stop fighting. Like <laughs> it's, it's like at the end of the play, they just brush themselves off, shake hands, and, like later. I'm like song. all right, cool. We we did that last attack. So, um, but since the Ten Dons were clients and they're now dead, the Zoltics are calling it a day because that's all they really care about is like apparently is the score. I hope Not you got payment so up front for that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm assuming they did. <laughs> um, but, you know, once they're dead, they don't care. So, uh, but Zeno admits Crollo would have went, won in a fight if he actually tried, if it was a fight one-on-one between the Is, two of them. Okay. I interpreted it as, like, he thinks it would be more of a toss-up, but it's likely that he would win. Yeah. No, I, it's, it was a really weird wording. I, I had a hard time understanding if it's, like, it's like Zeno's implying that he would win, but he would give him a hard time, like in the subs. Yeah, I, oh. I think he was. I, I I took it as he was implying Crollo would win, but that it would be kind of a toss up. Okay. Yeah, like it wouldn't be like a it wouldn't be a blowout. I don't think. Yeah. But Crollo would have probably edged him out if it was a one on one fight, and if Crollo like put his hundred percent in. Yeah, I'm gonna mm-hmm. look back on this because this is interesting. I think it said something differently in all four versions. Yeah, oh. it it really fucking did. I okay. mean, they're all <laughs> sort of interpretable in like the same general semantic area, but yeah. like it, part of it might just be translation to the point where I'm like, I should probably just learn Japanese and read it there because it's probably just a weird phrasing even in Japanese. Yeah. Which would yeah. explain hey, the actually, very different you know at the end for me to look that up, and I'll I'll do that on the next episode and try to get all the versions together, and we can like do a mini research thing. Yeah. I think, but basically, the gist is Crollo didn't actually try in this fight, even yeah. if he was against Silva and Zeno. exactly. Um, so that's that's kind of fun. Um, so it just proves how strong. It's really just to amplify how strong Crollo really is. Mm-hmm. Um, Cortopi um, can only ma- so the fun fact: Cortopi can only make copies that don't move slash aren't alive. I started that because it's important for the next like ten minutes. Um, oh, but. In- um- Oh yeah. Another funny thing you could start for. It's also incredibly important much 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 later after the anime ends. Yeah. Cool. Okay, that's good to know. <laughs> um but interesting Crollo doesn't spoilers, want quote, pro, spoilers quote spoilers makes sex dolls after this. Mm, yeah. Uh, okay continue yes (laughs) implications of that one um but interesting crollo doesn't want the ambulance with neon harmed um that's basically kind of what he tells the crew he's just like oh don't don't let anybody touch the ambulance it's fine does that mean neon has to live in order for crollo to get her his powers her powers i mean do you want the answer is that i don't know because it doesn't because he already stole her powers right at this Um, point in time so or, or I mean, spoilers, that? but uh, his power works that the person has to still be alive. Okay, that makes sense. So it's in his best interest. So everyone he's stolen a power from will be alive, but they can't use their power. Correct. Ah, interesting. I wonder if he gets him back if he di- get if they get him back if he dies. Yeah, that was the assumption. I don't know, actually, <laughs> is that explicitly stated in the manga this early on? Because that was like the assumption I thought it was leading. It is to not you? explicitly stated. Okay. Is this line is that, in the manga yeah. that Crollo uh, doesn't want the ambulance harmed? Yeah, that's in the manga, but it's not clear exactly. I think he's basically just saying we got bigger fish to fry at that moment. Okay. Oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. Does that mean that... Uh, See, 
does that mean that um that that uh, the owl guy's still alive? What's his name? Yeah, yeah owl's still alive. Oh, also, where did Craig go? Did we exit? We didn't leave him, did he? Just oh, he that got what left? He just did, he just got disconnected. Oh, so maybe because it all of our idea. sound is off. So he probably oh. didn't. Oh. Yeah. It okay. So we we can't do that then. I think. Wait. No, our sound isn't off. We're we're still go- talking. Yeah, I needed the our personal output. Oh, okay. Well, then the Craig input. failed. So it's good we're doing this. Okay, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> uh, One more point you, for Zencaster. Just in case you didn't know, Craig is the thing we used to record. Most I'm gonna times. cut this out, Megan. <laughs> oh, okay, good. Well, you didn't need to know that anyway. Where were we? <laughs> I'll be in the outtakes. Is we, do we have outtakes? I've only had outtakes once. I used once. to do that. I don't do it anymore. <laughs> it's too much. A lot yeah. of editing. When you guys say something about, interesting, t- it's it's fine. Yeah, we talk about the Kuropi sex doll thing. Right, right, right. Oh, no. Uh, nope. Nope. Uh, very wrong. Ta- nope. <laughs> nope. We're never talking about wrong. that ever again. <laughs> um, so Corolla doesn't want the ambulance with Neon harmed, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I interpreted that as... He, she needs to be alive, but it's confirmed later on. I know that's a spoiler, but yeah. confirmed. Cool. That's interesting. Um, cool. So uh, we cut to the auction where a mafia man's like, cool, everything's going great. Everything's super good. Like the mafia people are happy. I'm living it up. I'll get dinner after this. Um, and then he goes backstage for a cigarette break inside because, oh, in Japan, you can smoke inside, by the way. You just have to be in a smoking section. In 99, um, you were probably able to smoke in the U.S. Everywhere. inside, too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, in the U.S., you were allowed to smoke inside? Yeah. Yeah. Are you Wait, guys not what? old enough to remember smoking sections of restaurants and shit? I do. I actually in, remember in, in Vegas in 03 in, was the last time. In Las Vegas? I mean, in Las Vegas, you can smoke anywhere. But, like, that was it. <laughs> As a kid, I remember people smoking everywhere. Well, I was born in 94, so... I think it's around. And I grew up in LA. I think it was probably around the late '90s is when they started really the campaign against smoking. And I think it's like the tobacco industry lost like a lot of like lobbying power, so they're like, (laughs) "Something's bad. It's really bad for you. Don't smoke." Yeah. And then now we have vaping. There's a whole other beast. Did I ever, ever you know, tell you guys about? Oh, sorry. Did I ever tell you guys about the the Las Vegas smoke room when I went when I went there? Well, I mean, everything in Las Vegas you could still smoke up until coronavirus. But like, I was like, I went to the I went to LAX. Or sorry, not LAX. I went to the 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 Las Vegas airport and whatever in the one Nevada. And I remember passing. I was in the airport terminal, passing it, and there's just a room pouring out with smoke with like so many people in there. It looks so funny for some reason to me. Low. Oh no, yeah. They have a lot there. of those in Japan still like yeah. indoor smoke rooms, um, like everywhere. Um, they're pretty polite about it. People don't usually just smoke down the street. Um, but yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, so, uh, in the middle between whatever pause we're going to do with this edit and now, uh, Hannah has joined us. Hi, Hannah. Hi. <laughs> What are you talking about? She's been here the whole time. No, she hasn't, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. So um, this might be a little repeat, but that's okay. So Mafia Man goes backstage for a cigarette break, cigar break. I think it's a cigar. Um, And Hisoka, like an asshole, he's just like, oh, I just need to light up my cigarette. And Hisoka, like, puts up a lighter for him to light it. And the guy's like, oh, thanks, man. You're the best. And then realizes it's a sexy clown lighting his cigarette. Has a moment of panic before he is hung by the neck with Nen stitches um, by... Yeah. Oh, Ima- Ima- imagine you're just like sitting outside looking for a smoke and then some, some weird clown lights your, si- your, your lighter. <laughs> I think I posted it to Instagram with just the caption like, Stephen King's It. <laughs> <laughs> <Stupid>. <laughs> oh, man. 
great. <laughs> Stephen King's it, but sexy. To be fair, who plays Skarsgård? Yeah, yeah Bill, Skarsgård. Bill Skarsgård. A, a solid Hisoka. Honestly, he's not a bad looking dude. <laughs> I think. We need to do a live action cast of uh, of Hunter Hunter. Yeah. Like, just, like, oh, that should be point. a drinking game. We should do it, this. It no joke. There's actually whole groups dedicated for thirst for Bill Skarsgård as it. Nice. No as it, like as in the clown costume. Yeah, as in him and is it. There's there's like thirst groups for it. Fantastic. I'm still not over the fact that Gen G is in love with um, Malfoy as a character on Harry Potter. But he's the always trilogy. he's always been popular. I was say, like, that's not just you know, Gen Z. Like this whole, tro- it's a trope. Draco in the leather pants. <laughs> I, I've never heard this before. Oh, I'm like, I hate how much people like Draco. It, it's just one of those things that's with characters, especially with the rise of the anti-hero, um, particularly among like female-dominated audience. It kind of has this whole thing. And I think it kind of did start with Draco in the leather pants. It's where it's <laughs> making the wanting the bad boy more, you know, normal. I mean, that's why Loki's you, so popular I now. I feel like Heathcliff. Heathcliff, Heathcliff yeah, is from... Probably- starter of that one man for some reason when i heard leather pants i imagined freaking draco malfoy goes up to snape's like snape uh, i'd like to i'm sorry for making noise but but i'm dummy thick (laughs) i mean like tom felton's hot like don't get me wrong tom felton himself no no he's not anyway he's a good looking dude no no but him as draco malfoy is the worst he's a sniveling little bitch yeah okay that's what i'm saying like i don't understand why people are like i want to say maybe my immortal the infamous fanfic had a had a role in this for <laughs> even dementia her her staying power <laughs> i'm keeping this in just so we're all aware i'm keeping yeah, oh, this that's in that's fine that's fine that's fine wait even the even the dummy thick comment yes <laughs> jesus okay so uh, also that- wait wait real real quick oh, okay. before we get back to reality i just want to say that the fact that our note says starts with a mafia man it just makes me think of fucking um What's that song? It's like the media man begs to differ. There's a hole in the satellite, oh, the satellite picture. picture. Yeah, no, like, the water's getting, getting warm, yeah. so we might as well. Sorry, I need to finish. Um, the summer <laughs> goes backstage it's for a break. It, it also kind of gives me like a a, a Florida man <laughs> kind of title. <laughs> Except this is like a man lot. goes backstage for a sick break and gets crazy. murdered. He's just doing something sad or something sad happens to him. He's just sad. For some reason, I was imagining when I heard Mafia Man, I was thinking either the, 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 the that um the the guys from uh the Blues Brothers or the guys from uh, Earthbound. Lol. For some reason, that's the first thing that came into my head. So. Oh, all right. All right. Let's let's so, get back to Mafia Man. Um. Well, actually, we're going back to Shaw Shawnarker. Shawnark Man. Shawnark puts the auctioneer on autopilot. That's right. They're imposters, and it's everyone. Everyone's sus. You know, actually, well, for some reason, I think Shalnark would be great played by Tom Felton for some reason. Oh, wow. You know what? Let's save this for the Dreamcast episode, which we're going to do. I <laughs> oh, we're swear. Dreamcast is Dreamcast? something else, Megan. Oh, wait, what? Oh, right. That's a video game console. Cool, cool, cool. Dreamcasting situations yeah. for Hunter x Hunter. Re- real the quick, podcast. though, I, I forget what it is, but I found out there's like actually like a real world name, Shalnark, that it's based on. I'll have to oh. look it up. I forget what it is, but it's a real thing, it turns out. I thought it was oh. just some nonsense he made up. You know, he's pulling out some surprises. Um, but anyway, Kurapika learns that most of the Phantom Troop is dead. He verifies the bodies with his own eyes, and Kurapika is pissed. Um, the dead bodies they pan to are 
I don't know if this is may or may not be important in the future, but you know, remember this if you want. It's a uh, Krolo, Shondark, Shizuku, Machi, Phaeton, and Franklin. Um, I think really so, the only one that's important is Krolo. Yeah, but uh, so I when I first watched this, I thought everyone died right, and they just showed a couple. I that it really too. is, yeah, it really is only these six people that they made copies of or are dead sure i'm just um, curious how, you already know they're not <laughs> i was just curious how it worked did they like did they like just like throw the corpses in a corner and be like hey we kill he's dead now i think they probably just left him there for someone to find and then someone found him eventually oh, oh. my guess was like in the middle of like a gunfight they just threw out the fake corpses and then like had them take some of the like last hits and then just ran off yeah. Oh, that's I, true. I was I was just imagining like just like friggin' Franklin carrying like a pile of bodies and just laying them down with <laughs> Easter eggs. Oh, you know, since they're dead, maybe Shizuku took them into her like vacuum and shot them out in the middle of a firefight and had them all die <laughs> like a fucking cannon. <laughs> yeah, a cannon. Oh my god! Wait, funny story. So Patrick and I recently watched the Gundam movie Shars Counterattack. There's this. This is relevant for a very specific reason. So earlier in the series, they like start doing this thing called like having dummy asteroids, where they yes, dummy thick asteroids, where they just shoot out like Ash. rubber balloons, basically that inflate to look like perfect imitations of asteroids. But for some reason, in the most serious movie, one of the Gundams just has a hand that can shoot out fake Gundams. So in the middle of a couple of the firefights, just a couple rubber balloons come out and get shot. So that's how I imagine this going. <laughs> Just fucking shoots it have like just fuck. That's so stupid. It is it is really stupid. The movie's otherwise incredibly good and very serious, and then just a dude shoots a bunch of rubber balloons out of his hand. Eva Eva uh, Eva point five. Alright. Oh, speaking of Eva, someone did a video on YouTube. Uh look this up, guys. It's Could You Live Off Eva products? Oh, oh. Red Bard, I love her. She's Yeah, she was great. great what she was did... the what was the resolution? I didn't watch it. Uh, you can. You can live off of Eva products. Uh, Essentially, theoretically, if all the Eva products existed at one point in time, at the same time. I was actually going to have her on the, on, the, on the Sega Saturn Shiro podcast oh, once, that'd be but awesome. I, couldn't, I, couldn't figure, I couldn't figure out how to fit her into it, so no, we'll okay. figure it out. But um, that, that was a really good – if you guys are Eva fans, um, check out that video on YouTube. Um, it's, I'm uh, assuming they didn't do this for Hello Kitty simply because the answer is obviously yes. Yes, yeah. <laughs> they actually, I think she did another one too for another brand. I just can't remember what it was. She did a few of those. It's funny though. It's just because it's Eva. Like you wouldn't expect Eva have to have that much stuff. They have food products. No, like, I would clothing, expect it. Like they have cars. It's bikes, so popular. Speed bullet trains. It's fine. Anyway, we, we um, should we should see what the most obscure series you could live off of all the products of. <laughs> wonder if you could even live off Hunter x Hunter products. I don't think, though, you could. Uh, uh, they have shoes for Hunter x Hunter. We'll save that for another episode, time. but I wonder. Yeah, we can we can look into it. Anyway, um, so Kurpika here is upset. Like, you could see it in his eyes, see it in his face, his body, whatever. He's upset. So he, like, storms into the auction really rudely because you're not supposed to do this in, like, a theater. You're supposed to, like, wait till intermission because it's rude. The light gets into people's eyes, whatever. Anyway, he slams open the doors. And they're auctioning off. The one thing they're fucking auctioning off is the eyes. Yeah, the how, what a coincidence. <laughs> what a coincidence. So that's some salt in that rude. Um, so that's rude. Um, so he calls, like, he looks sad. He looks pissed. He looks like he's going to, like, murder everyone in the building. But he ends up calling his boss. And it's like, yo, they're, um, they're auctioning the, those are smart of him. They're auctioning the scarlet eyes. Like, what do I bid? And the guy's like, bid as much as humanly possible. Because if, you know, you bid any, like, I just I need my daughter to be happy, right? 
Um, it's like it's like the credit cards max is really open for you. Take the black card yeah, and honestly, bid yeah, on that sucker. As much as he wanted. He said no limit. Um, uh, and then like r- this red nosed fat dude who's been like opposing them, really, really minor antagonist, not even a real yeah, Zenji. Uh, Zenji, yeah. Uh, a mob boss of it in his own right or whatever. Um it kind of outbids him and just kind of raises the price. So when you He's he the first true price bid fucker. in, it's the like guy a million. On eBay. Yeah. It's a couple million. Um when he first bids him, but then the eyes go for two point nine billion Jenny um because of the price drive. Um, Which is but- approximately $29 million. Dang. If we're assuming Jenny is yen, yeah. Yeah, in, in 19, in 2000, in 2000, the year 2000 money. <laughs> so that's yeah. probably actually now like $58 million. Yeah. For the set that's of like eyes. Dr. Evil level of money. <laughs> yeah, so we're looking at something like $29 million per eye. Jesus, that is a Damn. lot of money. Um, but the boss is actually pretty chill with it, though. He's just like, I got my money-making machine right here in the form of my daughter. As long as she's happy and reading fortunes for me, we're all good. <laughs> Ooh, I, didn't, I didn't like that term, money-making machine daughter. That sounded kind of wrong. Oh, that's how you put it. She's a fortune teller, Pat. Okay, nothing inappropriate here. A fortune teller. <laughs> it's actually inappropriate because uh, you shouldn't be making money off your kid like some of the vloggers I've seen on YouTube. But, you know, that's another uh... thing. Oh, calling out people. Um, Or the fashion queens. That is really depressing. Seeing all like these kids like growing up in front of this camera that like uh it's it's kind of gross, honestly. Do do any of them do tarot card readings as little children? (laughs) (laughs) That'd honestly be better because at least they're doing a skill and not just like explaining their lives. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if someone jumped on to that show because there is a ton of kitty influencers on their eyes, so Someone, some mom is probably listening to this right now, writing down notes like, gotta write this down. <laughs> Tarot cards, the next big thing. Jo- Jojo, Jojo reference kids. Oh, I, I just realized something. Um, you guys have all seen Card Captor, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you remember how Tomoyo always took the fucking recordings? Nowadays, she'd just be a streamer. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Yo, what, what's what, up, what up, Tomoyo? Vapor? She would what put up, like a VTuber fam? face on Sakura's face. <laughs> I I feel like she kind of. I think she would be a vlogger. She'd be one of those like get ready with me, my daily life. Oh yeah, I don't know. Watch you in the TikTok dances. <laughs> Watch Sakura is about to do what we call a pro card captor move. <laughs> She's a savage. Okay, I'm done. It's it's <laughs> it's like Sakura Sakura uh, flosses then dies. Yeah, that's that's the video. <laughs> I don't need... Nope. Anyway. Um, so, a whole montage of a devastated Kurapika before encountering Rudolph the Red-Nosed Mafia Man. Straight up... And then he just straight up uh, threatens to murder him at one point. So, there's that. Um, and then the last scene, I think, is Neon giggling delightedly at the fallen brethren and Kurapika letting know, uh, Gon know that the troop is dead. So... <laughs> That was kind of fucked up, too. It was like the extra icing on the cake is that this little girl's like, ha-ha, look at these dead people's eyes. Gone. The troop is gone. I'm just imagining the equivalent thing. So you know how, like, during the Holocaust, like, a lot of, like, the gold fillings in people's teeth mm-hmm. were confiscated before they were, like, after they were killed? Yeah. I'm just imagining if she's like, oh, my God, I got a golden ring made from Holocaust teeth. Yeah, Ooh. Dad, thanks. 
Woohoo! Yikes, Please that's don't. like, yeah, <laughs> now think about that, you put that in the context, it's actually just a lot worse. Yeah, Neon's a fucking monster. She really is, she really is, and it's surprising that there's, if there is any redeemable qualities about her, that they actually happen here, which is interesting. Um, if you guys like, uh, I don't know why this reminds me, have you guys seen that movie Inside Man? No. Okay. Uh, I think so. Does it's the Inside Man movie. beg to differ? I don't don't get that reference. Judging by the hole in the, the, satellite, hole in the picture. satellite picture. Oh, the ice we skate is getting pretty thin, guys. Well, um, the water's not getting warm because it's cold as fuck out, so don't it's swim. It's not cold. It's like 60 degrees. It's cold by Arizona standards. It, it was like standards. 40 yeah. degrees this morning. <laughs> Just in case you didn't know, we're in Arizona. Find us. Um, don't. Please don't. <laughs> don't. I, will, I will call the cops if Are you show up in my house. Are you setting up the new Hunter Hunter? Hunter Hunter. Hunt for this podcast. Thank you. Uh, we're in seven different locations. Uh, I said seven. You heard that right. Yeah, what? <laughs> All right. my body's okay. in one you know location. What? Fuck, it, fuck, it, fuck it. Let's just go. Oh, we still need to send toilet paper to somebody. Anyway. No, um, no one ever, no one ever oh, submitted no one ever, their oh, entry. Fuck you so. guys. Look, we don't even remember what the contest was anymore, no, we but don't. we'll send you toilet paper, dog. Yeah. We'll, Just send us something. something. Send us anything and we no, will. No, <laughs> do not say that. Oh, right. The internet. Anyway, so here's the uh, episode ends. Yay. Um, here's the Hunterpedia. Court, it's Courtopi. Touches something with his left hand and conjures it with his right. Um, that's basically it. Um, does it, do guys- does it say like, does it have like a little catchy song like this is your left, that's your left? This is your left. That's your left. This is your right. This is your right. This is your left. You're gonna die. Wait, what the? What is that? That's an Aquatine Hunger Force reference. reference. Anyways, cool. cool, cool. I love those French fries. Any, but um, now it's time for it's our favorite time of the day, guys. It's rape that death where we rape the death. Oh, we don't do. Okay, never mind. Take that back, Mangano. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, kind of, I mean, we do have one death. We have the the guy that just got murdered no, by. But, but Patrick, let's do it after we do each of the versions. Oh, okay. So, I thought yeah. you meant just not to do it. Okay, no, yeah, no biggie. Yeah, yeah. Just rewind that. Anyways, so the first manga note is it showed off a weird Yoda looking dude. I had no idea who the heck it was. I looked it up, and uh, it was. Uh... His name is Maha Zoldik. Yeah, so I have no idea who the hell that was. It's like some Yoda-looking guy. We'll post it on the Instagram, but uh, yeah, it it was really weird. It's like so it was him, him, Illumi, and uh, forgot her name, Kalto. Kalto. Sorry, I'm still trying to get these names down, guys. There's like 25 bajillion is old dicks, so it's no gonna worries. take me time to get the dicks down. <laughs> God damn it! But anyways, uh, I kind of like the. The 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 payoff to Kropika punching the mafia man in the face, like the the one of the bosses, because basically the the thing is that the payoff doesn't work in the anime because it's just like oh he just slightly angered him and now he punches him, but now like since he punched his boss he's punching that boss so that's yeah. what I thought was pretty pretty a pretty funny you know uh, I guess like a uh, bookend to I that. like this here because he does it in a place where so basically Zenji was about to shoot Kurapika and Kurapika fucking decks him and like you know he does this cuz like they're in an isolated place and like he doesn't have to worry about other people seeing this anymore for sure yeah so uh some other, some other miscellaneous notes is uh is there's no build there's no build up to Illumi's cell phone like both anime versions do you want to go into that Joe yeah, basically here it just goes directly to Illumi's cell phone call with absolutely no like, oh yeah, the entire house is dead or whatever. 
Um, in this version, it's clear that both Zoldic teams knew about each other's missions. Uh, and in describing the Biebers slash cell phones they have, they are emblazoned with the Star of David in 1999 and the manga. And Silva says, quote unquote, the Zoldic personal transmitter, the only time it rings is when an assassination succeeds. So in this version, the reason Silva, like the reason that Crollo or like Zeno is not dead is because the moment they heard it go off, they already knew what it meant because they left home knowing that the others had the opposite mission. I gotcha. And uh, in this version, it explicitly is, it explicitly says Zinji who breaks the news to the troop to Karapika and taunts him about that. And uh, and the punch payout, yeah, talk about that. Um, yeah, Franklin's uh, Franklin's body is more. Sorry, the Franklin's body is more inside of the building in the manga versus lying against the wall. In the show, sorry, in his, sorry, in the in the anime, he's lying inside the building, but in the manga, he's lying against the wall. So it's a little bit different. So I guess it's just to make it make it obvious that it's him, even though even any sort of outline would have told you that. Uh, when Killua gives shit to Lyra for drinking, Lyra mentions his country's age is, legally age is 16, but Lyra says he started at 12, though, which, to be fair, probably isn't surprising where Lyorio comes from. To be fair, it's probably not surprising in most countries other than, like, the U.S. <laughs> yeah. Even in the U.S., it's not really that surprising in some areas. Yeah. Yeah, some areas, though, but, like, the overall culture is kind of different than that. Fair enough. Uh, this version does not show Krapika de- de- Krapika's dejected face as Neon gets the eyes. And then uh, Krapika hangs up and turns off his cell phone after he tells Gon to meet up and misses his Oka's call because the phone was completely off in the manga versus in the anime where it was just busy because he was talking to Gon. Yeah, yeah I, no- I don't know who the fuck like just straight up turns their cell phone off like that. But I mean, I guess like maybe he was well, he just could so have been depressed. really like, depressed. Those, yeah. It's like one of those emo that I guess the, the, the kids in high school, it's like I got I'm sad. I'm just to chop my cell phone. So nobody bothers me. If we ever do Hunter Hunter of Ridged every time Kurapika has one of these moments, we'll just play like, you know, Evanescence or just any number of other things. Lot, lots of him. Yep. That's about it for the, the manga. So do you want to go into the 99 Joe? Yeah, real quick. Um, so in this version, the needle control Don acts super robotically. In the English version, he's like, hey, it's me, the Don. Uh. And so I'm like unsure whether that's supposed to be part of like the act of him being like dead already or whether that voice actor just sucks. Um, so interestingly enough, the fly landing on the eye thing happened here, but not in the manga. So I'm trying to compile all the things that 2011 does that it actually took from 99 that were not in the manga. And it's actually a pretty long list to the point where I wonder if when the licensee, like when the licensors got um, the Hunter Hunter license for 2011, they straight up bought the rights to all the plot of 99 because there's a lot of things that are replicated from there and not the manga. Um, So here, like in the manga, Illumi's community, uh, Illumi's communicator has the seal of Solomon, AKA the star of David. And this version prominently features Maha Zoldic, like in the manga. Uh, I'm actually going to have a little note about the Star of David after this, because it's kind of interesting in why they would have that on there. Because, spoilers, it's not that the Zoldics are Jewish. That's that's not it. That'd be very weird. Um, uh. Yeah. Oh, In this version, as opposed to the manga, Zenji only overhears Kurapa, Kurapika being told that the troop were killed. Uh, when taunting Kurapika, he receives a punch right to the face and in a very cartoonish thing, f- like flips over a couple times and hits a wall. And uh, and then in the next shot, Kurapika's cornea rather than his iris changes color to red. It, it feels like an animation error. I'm not exactly sure what they were going for there. 
So there's a shot of uh, Kurapika taking off the contacts in 2011 that is also in 99 and not in the manga. So that's another thing. Um, spends a couple of shots uh, of Kurapika depress- depressedly internal monologuing about the dead spiders. And he's just like sitting in like blue rooms like and like on top of like a uh, skyscraper. And it's very like, oh, this was the late 90s and Cowboy Bebop was a thing. So in this version, um, they... I guess uh oh I guess this should be for the next episode but it's like the stuff about them meeting the kids in the park. We can that doesn't happen in the 2011 episode yet, right? It happens in the next episode. Okay, then I'll I'll yeah. come back to this later because uh some weird shit happens. Kids in the park prequel the boys in the hood. Um just know that this is where it ends. So what I say for next episode it kind of belongs here simply because this is where the 99 series ends and they have like a big end credits thing. Um, so I'll, I'll get back to that later. So real uh, mini cultural note. I did some research into the uh, Jewish symbol on the Zoldix phones, which in Hebrew is called the Magan David, AKA David's shield. Um, and in English is normally called the star of David or the seal of Solomon, depending on where you see it. Um, as you probably know, is a medieval and modern symbol of the Jewish people, but it turns out to have an odd history that results in it being in a bunch of old anime. If you play some old Japanese games slash watch old Japanese media, it, it's all over satanic things, and this is because it was an occult symbol in the early modern West and consequently Japan. But, more surprisingly, the Star of David, aka the Seal of Solomon, etc., was actually brought into Judaism by mystical slash Kabbalistic Judaism, importing uh, from, like, mystical Islam. So, the symbol of the Jewish people is actually originally a Muslim symbol for Jewish people. And it was a uh, symbol used to guard against demons because the idea was Solomon, the king, had control over demons who he used to build the temple. And so they believe that if you had this symbol, it was like a holy thing and could stop demons. And so the Zoldics have it because like they're kind of the idea is you are summoning demons and they are those demons. So, yeah, that's it for uh, 99. Do you guys want to get to rating that death? Because there's only uh, one, right? B- before, before I just want to say that the demons are the demon, the friends we made along the way. <laughs> I thought this was going to be a reference to that uh, Doom fanfic that was like, "You are the demons, John." I never read that one. Don't worry, it's bad. Um, but yeah, figured. so rate that death. All I right. so the this is the death with the man of the cigar and like Hisoka coming up. Uh. I personally, I actually like this one. It's not like crazy exciting, but it was just kind of, it was almost humorous. It was almost a little funny just because he was just like, oh, I'm just living my life. And then, oh, I'm dead. And he didn't even see it coming. <laughs> he doesn't know why or how he got hung up. He just, he now knows he's dead. I, oh, I guess he doesn't know he's dead. Depends on what your beliefs are. I mean, he, he was probably figuring out when he was getting hung from the ceiling with like, like yeah, strings. I'm done now. Um, so I read this actually probably like a six or a seven, even though it was like a real short, you don't know, have any, ah, seven's kind of high. I go six just because I, I thought it was kind of fun. It's a fun little, little throw in. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm, I'm at to go with seven as well. I thought it was really, really messed up. And the fact that just killing this clown, killing this guy with a clown and some pink haired lady with string was kind of a, I guess a undignified death in a way. Yeah. I, I'm going to go with seven um, based on the manga, six based on 2011. Um, the, the way Hisoka's face first shows up in frame is fucking terrifying and humorous in the manga. In 2011, it's, it's like that, but not as impactful. So six or seven. You're going to go for the middle ground. Yeah, I'd say 6.5 because 
He did find <laughs> it funny. Um, it wasn't impactful as like the previous task, but for literally a mob character, it stood out. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna give the same rating, six point five as well. It was just like a oh mo- moment for me. <laughs> oh, oh, we're doing this. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, yeah, so uh, we can get to thoughts on this set of episodes kind of uh, after, but I, I have a real quick question. Like, what would you guys think if Hunter Hunter just ended here? Because for a lot of people, it did. I would be like, oh, that's it. It ends there. But I'd, to be honest, I don't know the context of 99. Maybe it makes it makes it feel like it should end. I, I guess it ends with them meeting up in the park. So we'll, we'll, I'll get to that question at that point, because that's where... They're like, yeah, we'll do our happy ending, quote unquote, here. Yeah, yeah, I guess <laughs> I'd be mad. <laughs> I would be kind of bad too, because it, like it's not even like an arc where you got to see your favorite, your main main characters too much. It, it's an arc where like it's not it's not filler for sure. It's definitely integral to the plot, but like it doesn't feel like you were building up to anything. It was just like, a, oh, and it's done. So- Read the manga, can okay, I? This is anecdotal, but I'm pretty sure to a lot of fans of 99 who were watching it at the time, the main character was Kodapika. Interesting. That makes sense. Yeah, that could probably make sense. He's all over the promotional material. Um, like, he's the star of the best arc of the show. Yeah, so it's very, it's so separated from how Hunter Hunter is perceived now. That makes sense. Yeah, I just feel really bad for that uh, that South Amer that South that South American uh, radio call-in show for this. It's funny you get hit hard from this ending. Wait, did we ever find out if that was a real thing, or was that just no. something we made up? I, I'm 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 just calling back to that. Okay, yeah, I was just like, dude, I barely remembered that. Yeah, yeah, we talked about the idea of like since there weren't podcasts back then, if someone had a fucking South American call-in anime show where they just talked about like recent episodes of anime. God, I wish. I hope that was real. I know we made it up, but man, I hope it was real. But yeah, that's it for this episode. uh, Unless any of you guys have anything more to say. All right. And now a word from our compatriots and benefactors. Come on in. What can I get you? Sure, I've heard of Hair of the Dogcast. They're that podcast about video games and beer. From the latest gaming headlines to diving deep into the games of yesterday to sampling and reviewing craft beer from all over the world, Hair of the Dogcast is here for the gamer and beer lover in all of us. Available weekly on the Greenlit Podcast Network. Hi, we're Ellen, Stephen, and Mark, hosts of Nice Games Club, the show where nice game devs talk gaming and game development. Topics include programming, design, tools, and more. We also do interviews and one-hour game jams. Listen to Nice Games Club wherever you get to your wherever you get to your podcast you get there (laughs) or at nicegames.club and we're back for episode 54 fortunes aren't right aka uranai ga ataranai this was uh, originally released in japan on november 4th 2012 and the equivalent manga chapters are 102 through 106 which released in japan on november 27 2000 Funny story, I'm now realizing that basically when we were talking last episode about them being Tankobon, uh, like like uh, release dates rather than issues, we were absolutely correct. Because remember, those were in 2001. This, even though it's further, is now back in 2000. So someone on the Hunter, Hunter wiki has some explaining to do. 
Uh, also, Patrick has inserted a note here, being that it was November 27, 2000, that says, Happy birthday, Turkey. I almost read that as Turapika. <laughs> Turapika? Yes. That's not like a delicious dessert. Yeah, the equivalent 1999 apps are 63 and 64. Technically 62 as well, because the end of that episode is something that I will talk on here. And that one was done in uh, 2000, in 2001. But um, some notes about this. This was, this was released in uh, Japan on January 17, 2002. These are the first episodes of the 100, 199 OVAs rather than the TV release. It's 381 days or one year and 16 days since the last episode of the 1999 anime. These were released. I think at that, think at that point, I moved to Arizona. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, dude. So you could have been watching the original one through incredibly weird means in New Jersey and watch the OVAs in Arizona. Lot, lots, of an, lots of anime comic shops. Yep. These were, oh yeah, God, New Jersey is full of like a lot, like back then had a lot more like import and comic shops than like a lot of other places. Yeah, I actually got a lot of import games from there's, there's a place called the Game Factory in Keyport, New Jersey. No longer there, I've been closed since 20 years, but that's where I got all my import games and all my Dreamcast stuff. So I would Shouts totally out, like RIP. to, yeah, I would totally like to get into a conversation about this stuff, but not now because holy crap, there was a lot of good stuff in Jersey back then. Later. Um, so these were released on DVDs in sets of two episodes over the course of months. So basically you would get a DVD that only had two episodes on it because fuck everything, I guess. Um, this was a, you know, therefore like an ultra premium product in the uh, early 2000s. Are you saying this is for in the US or is this? No, this is in Japan. In Japan, it was only <laughs> Jesus. To be fair, they're still doing that. Like D- DVD box sets and Blu-rays are like incredibly expensive there but this oh, was yeah. two episodes yeah, per release <laughs> i mean i mean i guess but i mean didn't we do the same thing in america with that stuff no. no generally when things were on dvds they would like take a couple of the vhs's and put them on one dvd well okay i can't say no fully because mcdonald's used to run promotions where they'd give out games like really short games or like five random songs on a dvd disc okay as a okay this toy. is totally <laughs> different though because you weren't oh my god anyways i would love to get hunter hunter on a dvd and a happy meal uh, i still have my mcdonald's happy i mean Meals they already DVD. have uh hisoka as the mascot of mcdonald's so we're good <laughs> oh god damn dear it dear lord okay <laughs> so, so i, I guess some... it gives a new meaning to i'm loving it so oh god go on. uh so so for some periodization the following series began during the break between the tv anime and the ova shaman king legend of the condor heroes hikaru no go and digimon tamers aka the, the furry outbreak yeah the following series debuted and ended between those two zoids new century parappa the rapper and helsing all debuted and ended during the time between them. That's how long there was. None of them good, unfortunately. Was Parappa hey, like, was fun. I'm, I'm, I'm only playing. Wait, was Parappa the rapper the dog with the beanie? <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. the dog with the beanie. They he's the one where you know you have to turn yeah. to the left. Time now, to turn have to the a rap left. battle, Patrick. I'm. I'm <laughs> is a good, that's a great we'll go, game. We'll go into the dojo and we'll have a rap battle. No, you know, you know what my favorite Parappa the Rapper song is? It's the one where he's like, "Kick punch, it's all in the mind. This is your yeah. left. That's your left. This no, is your right. Not. You're gonna die." Yeah, <laughs> my favorite one. God damn it, Joe! We should just have a whole segment where jokes only Pat and Joe understand. <laughs> Literally this entire fucking podcast. No worries. No worries. So um, we'll actually cover the production of 99, the transition to the OVA after the holidays. Uh, But yeah, Hannah, take it away. 
So we start off with seeing innocent kids frolicking in a junkyard, playing with a VHS tape, um, and then it cuts to Crello looking out in the middle distance. So Ooh, real I wonder question. if that's Pootie Tang. Yeah, I was about to say, is that Pootie Tang, The Ring, or Chapter Black? My bet's yes. on Pootie Tang. It's always on Pootie Tang. I think it's a crossover between Pootie <laughs> Tang and The Ring. Yes, it's a crossover. <laughs> <laughs> but then also, like, they cut in some of Chapter Black, so it just goes from that to, like, the line to, like, an extermination camp. It's like, ugh, this is terrible. Just like Man, that. What, yeah, what, they what, were the, what were the Waynes brothers thinking? Yeah. <laughs> um. So... We cut back to our boys. They're having a picnic and they're stuffing their faces um, with food. It's very, very cute. Something that's needed after all these heavy episodes. Um, then we see Karapika walk up to them. Ingon explain, exclaims that he's super happy to see him. Um, now that he... Now he can realize his goal of finding his family. And then um, we kind of see Gon and Kiloa. They're like just playing around and whatnot. And it, you see Karapika smiling at it, you know. Um, yeah, so it's the whole gang is reunited. Woo-hoo! Man, I love this. This is so wholesome. I was like, oh, like the way that, that Gon looked at Karapika when he, when he saw him I was like, oh, that's so cute. Yeah. Yeah, I think we needed this wholesome gang content after all these, all the heaviness with like this arc so far. I know what you mean, but the phrase wholesome gang content just sounds very funny to me. <laughs> wholesome <laughs> gang content. Oh my God, let's rename our, our like uh, production company the Wholesome Gang. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, I ain't doing the paperwork. Wholesome gang bang. <laughs> oh, Whoa. no. 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 Oh, that's uh, that's uh, pants down and band up. <laughs> that's the last episode, Jill. Oh. <laughs> the band oh. of troop is now the wholesome gangbang. Oh that would be great. Uh, anyway, some fan fictions about that. I'm sure there definitely is. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> um, so, um, they all want to learn Nen from Karapika. And um, they're all pretty casual slash chill, I guess, about Karapika murdering someone. Then again, murder seems to be uh, ambivalent slash not as heavy topic with um, our heroes so far. I mean, far. let's be honest. Like, Kilwa is probably probably a mass murderer. Even probably yeah. more than that. But he got paid for it. So is it really murder? I mean, yes. Does it count if he gets something in return for the murder? There's an exchange of services instead of just the loss of life. Is it really that? Loss of life, but gain of money. So So, equivalent exchange. exchange. (laughs) Yeah, we're a Full Metal Alchemist podcast now. Um, So... Karapika reveals to them that his strongest power can only be used on the troop. Um, in exchange for stronger Nen, Karapika established a rule that a Nen dagger is embedded into his heart. And if Karapika uses a chain specifically meant for the spiders on anyone else, that dagger would kill him. So 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just realized something like the the symbolism of like it being around his heart. Like obviously there's the idea of like extreme devotion, but I realize that carries throughout the series in a way I won't explain the idea of being in the heart. Yeah. Do you think yeah. he gives love a bad name? <laughs> God damn it. Anyways. Yeah. Um, Kiloa is actually super pissed um, about this that Karapika would even tell this to them so easily. But since Karapika fully believes that the leader of the spiders is dead, he don't give a fuck. So um, there's that. I wonder if he's just salty that he can't use his powers anymore. Yeah. It's like, I kind of get what he means, like with not caring. Um, At the same time, I'm definitely more on Kilo's side, maybe because we know more information. But, um... Yeah. And then the we cut um we cut to like we kind of find out like the information about Pakunoda reading minds and so now they're all worried since now they know that Karapika is a chain user that if Pakunoda ever were to find them and read their minds then it would reveal everything. So the spiders disagree on whether or not to stay or leave from their hideout. Um, Nobunaga, he wants his revenge. Um, Krolo wants to leave since the job's done. Um, Krolo then reads the spiders' fortunes. In summary, five of them will die. Uh, Shizuku, uh, who's number eight, Pakunoda, who's number nine, and Shalnark, who's number six, are predicted to die. Um, Scarlet eyes are bloody. Um, if they fight the chain user, half the troop will definitely die. So, real quick, Pakunoda and Shalnark being nine and six in that order is not necessarily canon because the manga has left it ambiguous which of them each other is. She's oh. always eight, though. Oh, yeah, okay. so it could, it could just be six or nine. Yeah, so insert joke here. Anyways. Um, I based this off of um, just the way the... the, the oh, no, in 2011, you're absolutely phases. right. Okay, I just, okay, okay. I just meant more like that's one of the things that like 2011 was like, uh, we'll just make this detail up because we're not sure. Okay, okay. Gotcha. So you mean by like they're, they're, we don't know their numbers because it could be upside down almost? No, because like those two, they've just never officially shown their numbers. Uh, they just haven't shown their sick tats? Yeah. They just Meanwhile, know that Pakunoda is nine and Shalnark, or Pakunoda and Shalnark are either six or nine. Yes, exactly. Okay. Meanwhile, Shizuku, you f- see her tattoo later. Okay. Cool. Um, so, um, it seems like um, Shizuku, Pakunoda, and Shalnark um, are collect are the ones that collect the intelligence, but Nobunaga is going to be their shield. And um, so they all kind of want to go home before this unfortunate fortune happens. But wait, sneaky, sneaky, <laughs> Hisoka uh, was texting Karapika under the table just as he is deciding um, whether or not to give up the hunt for the spiders and recover the scarlet eyes instead. Um, and then... We cut to um, the troop finding out that the troop comes from Meteor City. This 
I guess really doesn't mean anything for an anime watcher, but um, it's basically this Meteor City is a place populated by people who don't exist. Basically, it's like a huge dump for that's been around for 1500 years. Um, people live literally just live off the trash. Um, and there's a quote, people from Meteor City share a bond thinner than water, but thicker than blood. Ooh, I like that. That's deep. Uh, yeah. It's in reference to the King James translation of a passage from the Bible. Oh. No. Uh, I, could, I could have sworn Steve Austin said that once. <laughs> yes, 316. Mm. So because um, of like the origins and the basically the state of Meteor City and the people, the mafia loves to recruit people from Meteor City since they don't really exist. So, you know, all them goons that we see during all these previous fights in these previous episodes that just die, well, it is what it is. They don't have probably a good chunk of them from Meteor City, and they don't exist, so when they die, it's whatever. Can't file a missing person report on somebody that doesn't exist, huh? Yeah. So, um... I'm going to wrote the note about like it doesn't mean anything for the anime watcher. When they I think I wrote that because when they revealed that Meteor City, like they're from Meteor City, you're just like, okay, great. And that means in the manga, yeah. is there any like extra information about me? Like, does there lead up or is it just like this just kind of drops on you that they're this from this like kind um, of unknown town? In the manga, basically after the I'll go into it in the notes, but basically uh, there was a scene where they the the mafia actually researches it and finds out tries to find out who they are and finds out this info, and they and they audience was that called the they give you the exposition on that through them. Oh okay, no, I'm more meant more like was Meteor City ever mentioned before? Like these, it is mentioned. Uh, it's mentioned previously as uh, where um, Canary is from. Oh, okay. Yeah, basically, yeah, basically, just where nobody exists. I think they show that in the manga too, right? In both of them, the anime and the manga. It does, yes. Wait, sorry. But, what? Uh, I was going to say it shows them both the anime and the manga, right? The Meteor City thing with with Canary. Uh, yeah, I think that's in the anime and the manga. Wasn't 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 Leorio said he's from there too? No, Leorio is definitely not. He's just from oh. a bad. He's from like a place that is in normal international relations but is like a bad place like he's from like a favela basically i see so it's a it's it's just a less slum than meteor city then yeah like meteor city is like a a practical like wasteland war zone while where he's from is just like gang territory fair enough we know all about all the other spiders fortunes but our clown boy hisoka using the powers of bungee gum with the properties of bungee and gum. I forgot which one he used exactly, but he did a little chicksee, chicksee thingy with his, you know, his fortune. And so I'm actually going to read the made up one and then reveal the actual fortune. So the fortune he made up slash presented to everyone. A red eye customer comes into view. Of bartering and sweet deals, he croons the sort of law he plunges into you and makes off with secrets of the moon. The eleven-legged spider longs for home. Five more legs shall break before it's done. For from your shelter do not roam, for of the five you should be one. 
but so that's what he told everyone but this is his actual fortune that's like revealed just to the audience with eyes of red a customer will come to call half of him angel the other half death secrets of the moon tell him all those of the frost moon he awaits in bated breath on the day of the sun under this customer's care alone with a man alone with a man of cross reversed removed from the calendar is the false hair the six months when the year is cursed i think it's supposed to be gone with six months oh. gone the year is oh, cursed oh right sorry uh, okay so i'll do the literal of the made up fortune so the little translation of the made up fortune was a red eye customer will visit your shop looking f- to make a trade the customer will use the sort of law upon you taking the calendar's um, secrets with him. The 11 lake spider is homesick, losing five more lakes. Don't leave your temporary shelter, for you are the one of the remaining lakes. So, kind of analyzing that one first. Um, yeah. To me, basically... It's just basically is saying um, I you translate it as like yeah don't leave where you're at because everyone else is gonna die but you're gonna be okay yeah <laughs> the interesting one of this one is the sort of law he plunges into you he's really mm-hmm. trying to make it evident that like oh I'm doing this against my will I have no like I wanted to warn you as best as possible but I'd die if I would so like. He's kind of making those, I think, those big hints. I think that's yeah. what the sort of law meant. I, I forget. Did Kurapika tell Hisoka about his power? Or he did, did Hisoka? Okay, he did. Okay, I, cool, cool. I think so. I think he did, but I don't remember for sure. So correct us, uh, listeners, if we're wrong. But I think that's the case. I think he did tell him, in which case, like, yeah, Hisoka could write something like this that made enough sense with it. I do think it's interesting that he wrote a rhyming poem in almost no time. So can we talk about Hisoka's like uh, yeah. rap battle power? <laughs> He's a rap battle genius. Drop yes. the book. <laughs> oh. to, be fair, he probably, to be fair, he probably just winged it just like, okay, I had to come up with some hot rhymes. Yeah. It's, pre- it's pretty fucking good. I mean, I can't tell. It's probably in like some proper form of meter like he probably yeah. did it like he does strike me as someone who'd be really into old poetry as a weirdo <laughs> um i yeah. think the th- the one thing that hisoka's fortune is a giveaway that it's his fortune and not like one of the prophecies is this his fortune is specifically more like do this do that like it's telling someone that's what true to do i didn't think about that yeah. versus like the other ones are like this is just kind of happening like someone will come here and then you'll die. Or like, I mean, another one from the mob bosses when they were like reading their fortunes, like as long as they don't go on the fifth floor. But like, I think even those were worded a little differently where it was more like, you know, heed the fourth floor instead of like, you're staying put or you're going (laughs) to. Does that, I don't know. It feels more direct. Maybe that's because we know what Sissoko's made up fortune. Right. I think uh, it's something that could be noticed in retrospect for sure. I think you're right. I think this and another thing that happens later is an instance of the Phantom Troop only making a mistake because they have too much faith in the abilities of other people. Never trust a clown. (laughs) 
actually wait it already happened the whole thing about them being like well they didn't know who the chain user was and then later being like oh fuck they didn't know he was the chain user <laughs> i still think my favorite part about the the anime the anime itself is the narrator at the end whereas like ahsoka's fortune changed at moments notice what happened between there it's like yeah like we don't know what happened he changed it <laughs> sleight of hand oh patrick did you see uh, sorry, I, Patrick. I don't know if you saw this in the manga, but like the the change for the part about not leaving the shelter was slightly different. It said, "Don't leave your house. You're gonna die." Me. Anyways. I mean, that's like Corona, Corona season, uh, all summed up. I thought you were gonna say Corona season of the witch, but Corona um, season of the witch, my favorite, uh, my favorite uh, Halloween. Yes, uh, Hannah. Do you want to read? Uh, wait. Yeah. Uh, the yeah, actual yeah, transition. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, we, we, I distracted you. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, it's okay. Um, so this is the actual um, Fortune's translation. Um, a red-eyed customer will visit your shop, half angel, half death. You would do well to sell the calendar's secrets. He will be especially pleased to learn the Eleventh Moon secret. The customer will return on a hot day leaving you alone with a man bearing St. Peter's cross. The false fourth moon will be torn away from the calendar. Only six pages remain. So I have an interesting theory about the Japanese text. Um, I think we've talked about this, but the Japanese word for angel is tenshi. So this might be a purposeful pun based not only on the idea of an angel but also a messenger because i've seen alternate translations where the half death part was like translated literally as shinigami so it could come out not only as half angel half death but half messenger half god of death mm. so like the idea of a messenger of death could be another way of interpreting it that's cool i like that yeah this one is very very telling that um Hisoka's a, a rat. A yeah. <laughs> yeah, a snake. <laughs> yeah, the fact that like he will be especially pleased to learn the eleventh moon secret, which you will tell. Yeah. So, um, and I can see why he he um rewrote it to cover his ass. Also, the one he made up rhymes better is much more cohesive in terms of just like how it's like um spoken and everything so he did a good job with that as well i, I wonder if it's i wonder if the uh, the japanese equivalents have that similar property or if it's just more they just wrote a better poem for one of them in english i really yeah. wish i could tell you guys but i can't read kanji that well so i <laughs> i'm trying to look but most of the most of the verses in the is written in kanji some of it isn't but if that word shinigami the last one doesn't rhyme because it's something redu, and then it's the next line is wa shinigami so but i could be wrong because i can't actually read do you think it could be one of those things where it's just like no 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 you're supposed to use this reading here yeah it could be <laughs> yeah Itataru ro? So we have to see it with like furigana over it yeah, but I mean, the last two Furigana don't match because it's, um, I'm going to, Doi Daro. Oh, it says Toi Daro. 
<laughs> God damn it. I'm so sorry, people. But then the word is ooh and da don't rhyme. So <laughs> essentially is where I'm getting okay. at. And maybe, yeah. maybe my information about the Shinigami thing might just have been someone taking creative license. Regardless. No, I think, it, I think that kanji is Shinigami. Oh, okay. So because then, it's yeah, not I just the word for death. The word death still works. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, this kind of ends with um, Nobunaga, like, reading um, his, uh, grabbing Hisoka's fortune and then reading it. And he's, like, he's more than a little bit pissed about it. Um, yeah, and I think, if I recall correctly, he even accuses Hisoka, right? Um, or am yeah, I, like... I, I really don't, like, I guess I'm really can't get the concept of how salty Nobunaga is. It's like, you killed him. It's like, didn't you kill a lot of people too? It's like, that does not the point. Yeah. Well, it's his, it's his bro. I mean, like, people who kill people still get pissed off at other people for killing their friend. Yeah. That's why we have gangs. Yeah. Like, yes. literal, literal gang stuff. <laughs> yep, wholesome gang. I get you. Yeah. It's interesting, like, if this is a Nobunaga, because he... It has been the most saltiest and the most outwardly rebellious out of all the fandom troop members outside of Hisoka, who's just just who's just a snake. <laughs> but no Nagano yeah. when he's like, This isn't cool, this isn't right. Let's have these two preteens join us because why not? <laughs> <laughs> I like how that's the transition. Yeah, let's get these preteens to join us. He reminds me of Uvo, so like we're doing it. <laughs> We're doing it, boys. There's probably an alternate universe where they actually do join the Phantom Troop. <laughs> I'm sure there's I'm, fiction written about uh, it already. There's so. definitely, yeah. Okay. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about the Hunterpedia? All right. Uh, Hunterpedia book. Bo- I can never say it. Bonolanoff, is that it? That's uh, That sounds as good as I can get. All right, so Hunterpedia Benolov, that mummy fuck. <laughs> His face, body, and powers are covered by bandages, and they spin, spin, spin to win. Did they say that in it, or did they? Did you just add that because that's a fucking League of Legends and a bunch of other shit? Yeah, I just added those to win part, but that's nice. pretty much League of Legends in a nutshell. <laughs> God, I miss that guy. But, uh, uh, but yep, yeah, uh, let's go into the manga notes. So it starts off with... Uh, well, actually, it doesn't start off with, but I think one of the biggest differences is this whole uh, exposition about how the 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 Phantom Troop don't exist. So it had people looking upon the computer trying to figure out who they are, and they came up with like zero results. Uh, one of the other notes uh, I think Joe wrote is the a page explicitly that a page was it say a page explicitly that was never added to the ninety nine two thousand eleven because the nine eleven happened was the people that killed the cops and jury were put to meteor city residents to death where they were killed by suicide bombers. Some bum was killed. Uh, some guy from meteor city was unjustly put to put to death over like being framed for murder and 30 different people like the cops, the jury, all the investigators who were part of this like trial that was a framing, like were all greeted by someone who asked to shake their hand and then blew up in a huge explosion, killing them simultaneously so basically, Meteor City sent like a bunch of suicide bombers to kill everyone involved in killing one of their one of their citizens. Inter- okay, so that's that kind of puts a w- much more context as to why um, the mafia pulls out of Meteor City, or like of. I don't think I mentioned it, or we mentioned it, or did we? I don't remember. But no, I, 
I think you're about to maybe mention something that, oh no, it does happen now. Yeah. Yeah. But like that, uh, the mafia takes back the, um, I didn't put it in the notes because I didn't think it was consequential, but the mafia takes back the, um, the prize. They rescinded the prizes. Yeah. The bounty. Yeah. The bounty. And they want to keep ties with Meteor City good and like good and well, but that's probably because they know. So this is definitely something that I don't think any of you are going to have any knowledge about, but there's something that happens in the post anime manga that I'm not sure whether this was the earliest setup for it, but basically like suicide bombing becomes a big fucking deal. And I'm wondering if this is related or not. So yeah, we'll probably find good out idea. years Probably a good now. idea. They took that out though. So yes, at the time, I think it makes sense if you made another Hunter Hunter version now. It's been long enough that like assembling Meteor City as this scary place, it you could have that in there. I, I suppose. I don't know. 2011 wasn't really that long ago, though. I I still think there was a lot of Iraq War sensitivity regarding like terrorism and the like at the time, but the U.S.'s issues have broadened since then to being unable to deal with a pandemic and economic issues. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. I also like how the Viz version ends with, the year is cursed. They were actually just talking about 2020. It's very weird. Yeah, this year is fucking cursed as shit. I was wondering why they did that. I realized it's just so they could like fill in the blanks because it's just like, and you're done. Like, Yeah, and the year is cursed. And cursed. cursed. All right, so issue 102 was titled September 4th, Part 1, for some idea of when we are. So basically the the area, the, the date of when we are around this this time. It's not that, have it been, hasn't been that long since they arrived, have they? No, it's been like three days, dog. <laughs> Jesus, this is crazy. Um, So it shows people going to the equivalent of liveleak.com in the 90s in the manga. So like when they're researching, they're showing like the bodies. Uh, and basically, that's where they go to see the troops' bodies. And, you know, I'm, actually, what are your guys' favorite Live Leak videos? I didn't go to Live Leak back in the day. Probably I've shouldn't. Never been to Live Leak in my life, and I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, they have wonderful titles such as "Man Takes Shotgun to Face," so don't go there. But anyways, on a brighter note, uh, the mob researcher finds out that the troops literally don't exist, as we said before. But uh, that's about it. So when I saw this in your notes, I just immediately thought of the Men in Black rap that Will Smith does where he's like, we don't have no fingerprints, we don't even exist. And then like, I just can't get that out of my head now. Jesus. Oh, I thought you meant the shotgun thing. I was like, oh, Jesus. No. I was like, how does that, how does that remind how you of Men in Black? How does that relate to Men in Black? Well, I'm, actually, technically it does if you think about it. Man takes noisy cricket to face. Um, no, 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 because in the in the original comic, they actually just killed the witnesses instead of. Oh, I didn't. That. Yeah, I didn't read the original comic. Yeah, it's so weird how much how dark and completely different the comic is compared to the movie. Yeah, but we'll talk about that next week on Men X Men Black. Men X Black. Two? No, Men we X should Black, actually yeah. talk about Men in Black when we get to level E, because like I wouldn't be surprised if the comic might have partially inspired level E. Fair enough. All right. Also, the so X let's... Files, like definitely the X Files. I don't want to watch the entirety of the X Files again. We I just don't went have through to. that. Just parts of Thank it. Thank God. Okay. So let's uh, let's go on to the ninety nine notes, Joe. Let's see what they got in ninety nine world or two thousand two world. I guess in this case. Yeah. So um, I was watching ninety nine in English 
partially so I could get, you know, just images of the show that like didn't have subtitles on them. But uh, this one only exists in Japanese or at least doesn't have English. I think there is maybe a Latin American audio simply because for some reason this OVA was shown in Latin America on TV. So that's why the distinction between the TV and OVA isn't as strong for a lot of people as it is in Japan. Cause in Latin America, they were just both TV. Patrick uh, inserted laughs in, in Espanol. Yeah. So um, I'm going to go back to last episode's notes because the way they cut is different. So just take this as having happened in the last episode of 99, but it, it's what starts the coverage here. So, um, so long story short, Basically, when they go to uh, go to the park, um, Kilua does a side view cat face. That should never have happened. If you guys go up to this, just look up cat face in our notes. Um, other hosts, but I'll probably I've posted this to the Instagram. It's the worst thing that's ever happened on the planet. Um, it shouldn't have happened. So the kids reunite with I Kurapika. Of, I see a bunch of picture of cat faces. Wait, control F cat face in our notes. You don't see the oh. picture of Kilua's cat face that looks absolutely terrifying. Uh, oh, is it one word? Yeah, it's pretty small. I mean, I'm you don't, I mean, you can just okay, I see it. Yeah, no, I see yeah, it close to the worst. In. It looks like that emote for cat, yeah, except it's from a side view, so his face shape has changed to do this. It's not just like an expression, so yeah, um, it's terrifying. So the kids reunite with Kurapika while Leorio is in the background unnoticed. Leorio, as if he was Kurapika's old lover, proceeds to reveal himself romantically by calling his cell phone at close range and turning around and being like, so like <laughs> Kurapika picks up the phone. And he's like, Leorio. And then Leorio is like, hey. And then he just turns around on the bench he's on and like they have like an eye to eye. It's wow. just like, hey, little mama, let me whisper in your ear. For real, Leopica <laughs> is really strong in 99. Anyways, uh, the final credits of the series, because remember, this was the last TV episode, starts playing over a completely out-of-order montage of the best moments in the show, including some filler, ending with the old shot of them putting their hands in a, uh, in a go-team pose. The music fades away for the past credit sting as it shows Hisoka at the troop after par- uh, at the troop after party texting the corpses were fake smile. Um, Please tell me don't forget don't forget about me plays in the background. <laughs> no, it plays like the orchestral ver- the um, instrumental version of the first theme song. Um, but so <laughs> it's, it's, I said it's, it's like uh, six coincident- months later, Leorio dies of a drug overdose. Yeah, I, I wrote, coincidentally, it has real big Kung Pao Enter the Fist vibes of Wo saying, do it for your family, and so I can be in the sequel. <laughs> so back to the present day, and by present day, I mean 2002. Um, the new opening for the OVA, because now we've just traveled ahead more than a year to uh, the start of the OVA, and the new opening credits literally start where the TV run ended. They're in the fucking park. <laughs> And then as like uh, Kilua and Gon and uh, Kurapika are frolicking through the park, a blizzard of Hisoka's cards flurries in across the scene and destroys the piece. Uh, seemingly, a, This seemingly has a bigger budget and cleaner animation now for the OVA. At least these first two episodes prominently feature flashbacks to the TV show. So like it goes from just like, oh yeah, here's our new style to like, here's our old style for some reason. 
Um, and then a newly animated flashback to Meteor City, which is in 2011 and the manga, but is much less accurate here than it is in either. Like, it's just like, I don't know. It just looks like shit here for some reason. Um, so this version specifically uses the Japanese month descriptions rather than the Western occult ones, which are present even in the translated Viz manga in sub 2011. So I'll get into this later, but for some reason they thought it'd be a good idea to localize the mist, like the traditional month names, like the ones with like frost and stuff, but like do it with like the Western traditional ones, which actually makes it much harder to understand what the fuck is going on, especially because they chose multiple occult and like witchcraft designations of months and combine them in bad ways that don't make any sense. So um, this one actually conforms directly to the Japanese one and is therefore more clear. I don't know why all these choices were made, but they were. Uh, Shalnark's voice here is that of a grown man, and I kind of hate it because I feel like Shalnark, even though he is a grown man, should talk like a weird teenager. Mistakes were made. Yeah, he's he's an e-boy. Um, Hisoka shuffles his deck and draws the Joker right after being asked to see his fortune because, of course, he does. And this version, yeah, he's getting Joker-fied. Were there any deaths? I mean, the only deaths, I mean, technically the corpses, but I don't think they count as deaths because they're just corpses. There's predicted deaths, but not, they haven't happened. Predict so. those deaths. I think those deaths may or may not happen. This is kind of a, um, a tangent, but I've been watching this one YouTube channel called Kill Count, and oh, they yeah. did a, they're great. Uh, they did a video about this movie called Countdown, where people would download an app that would tell you when you die. And if you um, somehow manage to avoid it, you break their con- their terms of um, terms and conditions, and then death will find you and kill you in another way. So uh, maybe Neon's fortune has a similar thing. <laughs> Is this Zoomer Final Destination? No, it's, no, it's, it's not Final Destination. Countdown. It's a one it's where it's called- an app. No, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm joking. I'm saying oh. it's a Zoomer. Yeah, anyways. It's like the Zoomer Final Destination. Oh. <laughs> it's definitely the Zoomer Final Destination. Are they called Zoomers? That's Gen one. Z, yeah. That's one way of talking about Gen Z. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> so I guess, like, what did you guys think of this section of episodes? I actually thought they were really good. I think it's some of my favorites, especially the the ending for the last episode. I just really enjoyed oh, the, them. Like, just... Did you sell Uvo out? That? No, no. The the whole crap because now drowning thing. Oh. <laughs> fuck we didn't even mention it yeah last episode ended with the infamous Karapika is now drowning yeah <laughs> and then he got flushed down the toilet for some yep. reason yeah I think I don't know part of me like when I'm rewatching this I like it I still like it no matter what but part of me like would it be more interesting if we were kept in the dark until Hisoka I guess we couldn't be kept in the dark until Hisoka like I'm sort of like flashback until Hisoka tells uh, Kurapika that everyone's alive because you know the whole time, like the audience knows the whole time that they're really alive. There it would have a- been really funny though if, if like you just see you see uh, Krolo lay back is like, man, I really want to fight him, and it just cuts to his dead body. <laughs> oh, I, I got a funny story. Um, a friend of ours uh, hit me up when I posted one of the dead corpses, and they're like, "What the fuck? What's with these manga spoilers?" And I'm just like, "This happened in 2000. This was like in 2000." And they're like, "What the fuck? I thought this was from like the Krola Hisoka fight. I didn't know who won." And I'm like, "That's not who won. This is from 2000." 
I actually did get spoiled also, on that, unfortunately. <laughs> no one tell us. Okay, half of us are in the dark. I didn't know there was a fight until pretty recently because Tommy spoiled everything when we were rewatching this. Oh, so apparently yeah. Apparently, he oh. rewrote ahead of me. So <laughs> that fight is one of the greatest things ever committed to Paige. Is all I'm gonna say. Apparently, yeah, I've heard it's amazing. Um, I really wish that would get a manga. Uh, sorry, an anime adapt. Yeah, it it but the problem is it's going to be really hard to translate because in the manga there's definitely footnotes and it's like well this is how this could have even possibly worked is a lot of the explanation. Uh, let's stop talking about like before. It's just like pages and pages. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, I love this set of episodes. It's very weird in '99. I feel like it is like it's the only final part that you could cut off in 99 before doing the OVAs because otherwise the timing would not have made sense so I understand why they cut it off there but it is weird that the crowning fight of 99 is Zeno and Silva versus Crollo. that's the final fight and then it's just like and then we met in a park and then it just goes and do da 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 and then like it's just like showing all this like flashback but like it's totally out of order and i don't know why they did that like i wonder if they just gave it to someone who hadn't seen the series and they're just fucking tie these together somehow it's like we got five minutes to kill add these flashbacks please i do like that the last shot of it is just a fucking text message it's 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 like send send nudes please yeah that's that's what it said hannah sarah how about you guys yeah, I really liked them. It definitely was a different tone compared to the previous few episodes where it was just so much was happening all at once. And here, in a way, it's like it seems like it could resolve. And if you didn't know that the truth was alive, you'd be like, it just ended like that. That's so anticlimactic, which would be not surprising given <laughs> a lot of like how a lot of arcs have um, been wrapped up in hunter hunter so it is cool that there actually is more going on um behind the behind like what the characters know so i know the arc hasn't ended yet it's kind of like a like a false ending almost so it's, it'll be exciting to see uh, when the characters kind of catch up to the audience and what's actually going on and when Hisoka's treachery will be revealed. So I'm excited. Yeah, I, I feel similar with everyone else. I liked that finally the four of them are together again and like they can finally all actually know that um crap because the chain user and that like about the phantom troop and all this stuff because it's been like teased like oh they know this much and this group knows this much and now it's like everything's now becoming full circle and i also liked how in the 54 they really dwell deep into the troop and um like a lot of hunter hunter is based on like at least like not only for the audience some misconceptions like misinterpretation or like lying so i know like with hisoka lying about his fortune it really will definitely set some kind of precedent about what's going to happen afterwards you know so 
Yeah. I think these two episodes were really good to help establish the direction of the of the rest of this arc. Because, you know, um, we already got the heavy, intense revenge, quote-unquote, for Karapika. But it's not actually the conclusion of, of his revenge. So, but now since he is drowning we can kind of see where his his like um revenge will go next you know and um i always like watching hisoka betray people so (laughs) i'm excited to see how that goes lol yeah something i think is interesting is can we can we talk about how both wholesome and completely unwholesome gon's reaction to seeing kurapika again is where he's just like you just wanted them dead right you didn't have to do it yourself so congrats you got it all right (laughs) now you can focus (laughs) on the eyes exactly it's it's like they're dead so your powers are useless later well, no, it's very wholesome and unwholesome because he's just like, oh, yeah, you did it. And he's like, did I? He's like, I wanted to kill them with my own hands. He's like, no, you just wanted them dead, right? That's all. We're good, baby. Yeah. I mean, like, especially as someone who's watched the rest of the series, it is very interesting how Golden reacts with, like, death and murder now versus how he will later on. And, like, maybe I, I'll just say, like, right now it's because it's... It's with his friend. Hey, if his friend's the one doing the murdering, A-okay. So, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, people accuse Gon of having inconsistent morals, but I don't think that's true. I think they are consistent. I just think he bases them all on how close the person is to himself. So they're very solipsistic and selfish morals. So it's like he's relatively moral, and he applies those to people he knows yeah because i always remember him like him being okay with that and crappy in um kilua in his past but being totally angry at nobunaga when he's like yeah my friend died he was killed by the chain user and gone's like you're the worst how can you say that when you killed a bunch of other people it's very interesting to see that difference in how he um how he perceives the morality of other people depending on like how he knows them or how he's connect how they may be connected to people he finds he considers close for sure and i think this is on purpose definitely as part of gon's character i wonder how much of it is a commentary on just like shonen heroes generally because if you look at a bunch of shonen heroes that it's kind of this yeah well, shonen heroes in general, I feel like if you met someone who was like that in real life, what would you think of them? Would you would it be like someone, oh, wow, they're such a great person or, oh, wow, they are kind of something's a little weird. <laughs> I don't know. Bro. Something's a little off. <laughs> I don't know. It's so divorced from my own experience because like you'd have to be in a world where like roving bands of murderers and thieves were more common. And like you'd have to be immersed in that world rather than just like being it being in the background of your world. No, that's actually my thoughts exactly. Like it's kind of a different thing. Like seeing killers and stuff like this in this world is just weird and really bizarre and be like like just horrific. But in that world, it's probably just the norm. I mean, they have an entire city where people don't really matter. And I guess sorry, we have that here. Let me clarify. I don't know. I don't mean world as in just the Hunter Hunter world. I mean, not only within the Hunter Hunter world, but the sub world of like the world where hunters actually operate. So like 
it's a question of like, oh, like technically there are places like that that exist in our world as well. They're just not any place that any of us have lived like war torn countries. You might know someone who has this attitude, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Like maybe it's like somebody coming from there and living in this world, right? Yeah. So I'm I'm not saying that necessarily makes it good, but I'm just saying that it's harder for me to necessarily form like a accurate or good judgment based on it. As a person I know who's been in federal prison would say, uh, he would probably tell us like, it's different for you citizens. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty accurate. Yeah. So yeah, um, unless anyone else has more to say uh, on these episodes, Megan, do you want to take it away with uh, the little cultural lesson? Yeah. So, um, <laughs> forgive me, guys. You don't have to go guys. through and list them all. Don't worry. Yeah. Um, so there's a, a Jap- Japanese have an alphabet. Um, uh, just in case you're curious, what Japanese is called in Japanese, it's called Nihongo. Um, but so what we're going to talk about right now is actually the hunter alphabet and how that relates to Japanese and actually kind of English. So a lot of the most of the hunter alphabet is actually based around hiragana, katakana, and some Roman letters. Um, some of them are just like random drawings, really, but they actually follow the same pattern and same or similar pattern as um, hiragana. Hiragana itself and I think katakana are both derived from kanji. Um, it's simplified versions of kanji, um, which or Chinese characters, right? Yeah, um, I think they use like the first couple radicals of yeah. some characters that were originally in a poem that had all the sounds in Japanese, if I remember mm-hmm. correctly. Yeah, something like that. I'm pretty sure that's correct. I have genuinely no, I'm not really historically um, aware too much, but that sounds that sounds right. I actually just learned that uh, hiragana was derived from uh, kanji of some sort during this research. Um, but so this stuff is kind of derived like that in a way, but not quite. Um, a lot of the shapes are like weird dots. Lots of dots are going on in the Hunter alphabet. Um, a lot of weird lines. Um, I, oh, I got some things to say about this afterwards. Cause I just, Hiragana pisses me off so much. <laughs> okay. Um, but unlike Chinese, which uh, the writing system of Japanese is based off of Japanese has an alphabet. Um, and I'll break down the alphabet really quick. So this is really poorly explained Japanese 101. So the alphabet in Japan or in Nihongo works in sound groups rather than straight up letters. So uh, we'd say A, I, U, E, and O. Those sounds are actually A, I, U, E, O. Um, kind of like a, I think, Spanish alphabet, something similar-ish in that regard. That's just how you say the vowels. Oh, the phonetics of the vowels. The phonetics, yeah. Yeah. yeah There's the no like hard like A sounds. Um, yeah. I heard nasal something in Wikipedia says something about nasally, um, but they make up the base of the different. Um, so those are the vowel sounds. The consonants, there's uh, the letters are K, S, T, N, H, M, Y, R, N, W, plus N on its own. Um, some of these have weird rules. Like I think Y and W don't have all of the consonants or all the vowels behind them. Um, so the, I don't know, letters, there, there's a word for it. But um, so let's say you had like the H and the A sound the um the letters essentially would be ha he hu or fu he ho eh he ho um cool so that's basic that's basic japanese lettering system verbally given to you by someone who doesn't actually speak fully japanese 
Um, but a lot of the hunter alphabet is actually based in like katakana. So like the he, um, H-I um, sound in the hunter world looks a lot like it doesn't look like it's hiragana. I guess I should tell the difference between hiragana and katakana. Hiragana is the traditional for use for Japanese words, usually. And katakana is used for loan words. So like the word hamburger in Japanese is hanburger or something like that. I'm so sorry, people who actually speak Japanese. I think um, that's correct. But that would be uh, spelled out in katakana usually. So keep that in mind. So the Hunterpedia alphabet for he, H-I, uh, doesn't look anything like the he in um, hiragana, but actually looks a lot like the he in katakana. Same with mu. Um, in the Hunterpedia, Hunter Alphabet, and um, Katakana. Uh, but some are Roman-based. Like, A is just an upside-down A. Uh, so, ah, the ah sound is an upside-down A. The ta think... sound is an upside-down T. And the wa sound is an upside-down W. Yeah, I was going to say, I think all the ah sound ones are just uh, that letter and then, like, spun around at a different angle. Like, even the one for oh. ra is actually yeah. still correct because it's L. So it's L flipped yeah. because LR phoneme if confusion in Japanese. That's actually true. Fu, who um, is a U to its side. <laughs> That's fun. Um, but yeah, those are those. So uh, they actually, the reason I say they followed the same uh, rules as hiragana and katakana um, is that the sounds change in Japanese based off the depending on the consonant if a ten ten or maru is added to the upper right of the hiragana so it changes that consonant sound so a ten ten which is officially known as a daku ten is like it looks like a literal quotation mark um and mm. then a maru which literally means circle is officially known as a han daku ten um so if you put a ten ten behind the hiragana for ha it'll change the sound to ba uh same thing if you put a hiragana or a Tenten behind a he, it would change it to b, and so far, so far, and so forth, yada yada. Um, if you put a circle on the upper right, it's called a maru, and it changes the sound from a ha to a pa with a p sound, a pa, um, and so on and so forth. Um, so that's how the alphabet works. It's a lot. The thing is that the um, the hunter one does the same thing. So, but instead of a ten ten, it's a filled in dot on the bottom right hand corner, and instead of a maru, it's a open circle um, at the bottom right hand of the corner. So he basically followed the same grammatical um, kind of cadence that Japanese follow. So I think that's kind of fun. Um, but that is all I have to say about that. <laughs> Yeah, and apparently if you actually look at all the signs in Hunter Hunter that are written in this, they just turn out to be Japanese phrases rather than... I was wondering if it might be English, but from what I could tell, mm -hmm. I mean, I didn't look through all of them, but I was reading online that everyone was saying, yeah, it's pretty much all Japanese phrases, which makes sense. Yeah. I just thought there'd be... And usually when he writes things in English in the manga, they're written in Roman characters. So yeah. I'm not sure what that says about the culture of the Hunter Hunter world, but take it as you will. Also, he wrote a lot of the names weird, as we've talked about before, like with the weird name of with the weird spelling of Krolo. Apparently, he spells Zushi Z-O-O-C-I. Oh, is there a... Well, I mean, they don't look like they have an accent mark. Oh, they do. Elongated letter. They have that. Uh, yeah. So what I was saying earlier about 
uh, kind of, and like why, why I kind of hate them is because like, so there are systems that exist like this across the world that are kind of better constructed. Like if you look at the way Hebrew and Arabic work, they have a base consonant letter and then you add different dots and stuff to change the vowel, but that's totally systematized. So the same vowel is always the same symbol. Meanwhile, in Japanese, the symbol that you add to the base letter is different across a lot of the different base letters. So there's just more letters essentially and less. Yeah. Like like basically the, the Japanese ones more memorization based while Arabic, ancient Filipino and like, uh, and Hebrew are all like systematized in a way that you can like learn a minimal set and then combine them. Yeah. Well, either way, it's still better than learning (laughs) the Chinese characters. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What's interesting is those actually do have like some phonetic derivation, but you'd have to go back to the way they were pronounced like 3000 years ago. So good fucking luck. Yeah, never mind. (laughs) Yeah, I've tried doing that before where I was just like, oh, maybe I'll remember this better if I look at how it used to be pronounced. And I looked at it and it's like, oh, Chinese people wouldn't understand this because this is how it was pronounced in like Sino-Tibetan, which was like a language from like forever ago. Yeah. But on the fun note, uh, I when I learned Japanese language in Japan, I learned it with a bunch of people who English was their second language, but we learned Japanese primarily either in just Japanese or in English. So when we did translations of things, the Chinese students would always kill everyone on this. They never had to study because if you had to do a kanji, like it was a kanji test and you had to give like the English definition of the thing, um, they would always ace it because, you know, that's their basically their first language. They just have to translate into their second language, not their third language. So that's, that was just kind of fun. It's an interesting one. But yeah, thanks for that. Um, I have a really quick note about uh, Japanese month things, uh, Japanese month names. Long story short, as mentioned, like, so do you guys remember which month names were used in, in your guys' versions? Because like I, when I was watching through the different versions, I definitely saw some of them using Western mystical months and like it totally fucks up the translation on a lot of levels. I heard chrysanthemum at one point. So chrysanthemum is Japanese for sure, but the anything that uses harvest, wine, or lovers, which was in some of the translations, fucked it up by combining different Western ones. Yeah. So regardless, anyone watching the show, yeah, different versions. Um, you know, we've been going for a while. We don't actually need to look at this, but just know that like there's interesting stories behind a bunch of the different months, and uh, I'd be curious to compare these with other things. We could maybe do this on another episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think that's uh, it for us today. Um, hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Yeah. So thank you so much, everyone, for listening to the Spirit Hunters. Please hit us up with questions, requests, or just a chat with us at our Facebook or Twitter at Spirit Hunter Pod. Heads up, uh, we have started a Patreon. Please check us out at patreon.com slash spirithunterpod. Uh, Throw some cash at us for hosting fees and equipment. And join our Patreon-only Discord, where we'll be discussing the shit out of Hunter Hunter, U-Hawk show, and much more. Speaking of Discord, if you want in but don't have the funds, you can help us out in other ways and by giving us a written review on Apple Podcasts. Just send us the link uh, with your Discord name and some evidence that to connect the two um, and we'll be able to add you. 
Uh, each review gets us service to tens or hundreds of more people. And our intro for today is done by Studio Mega Ane. Check them out on YouTube, Twitter, and most importantly, iTunes. Thanks, everyone. See you on the other side. Um, but yeah, see you later. Hey.